0: or be present to win. Visit Lamkinguitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com
1: Hey, happy Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today we have Luke we're talking to. And, uh, you know, remember you have to be 18 and over to play the game. No, 21... I might as well thought 21 and over to play (laughs) 21 and over
2: to get a license or to buy it legally 18 plus to watch it on YouTube or to Mm. vote for being able to buy it legally
1: right right it's like vote that fucking did you guys watch the more stuff
2: yeah, Luke, thank you for joining yeah. us, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people that watch the channel also know who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you give everybody a shout out, though, and, and, and uh, introduce yourself a little bit.
3: Yeah, uh, my name is L-O-C, otherwise known as Luke. Um, I do cannabis documentaries, cannabis news stuff. Um, I've known Miggy and Tom for a couple years now, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Yep. Hey, man.
1: yeah okay I mean I
2: really enjoy the the high design documentaries and stuff that you've been doing i I find them uh, you know missing in uh, the the scene that's out there in the sense that there really isn't any um, media that can be done in the cannabis space because the, uh, the sensors will just work to shut it off which is strange but you know really do appreciate the the high design ones that you do
1: Well, you also, uh, you know, he's covering both the past and the present, you know, I love like your trap series, you know, the, 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 Mm -hmm. how you cover like some of these guys that, uh, I mean, there's so many people to talk about that, you know, unfortunately got caught or affected by this fucked up law.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been, yeah, I started doing the trap tree series a while ago. Um, those have been cool. Those have been cool. I got one coming up on, uh, cornbread mafia. That one's coming up here soon. Um, but yeah, there's the some Red
2: Mafia. Yeah. It's
3: like, I haven't heard the cornbread mafia story. Um,
2: uh, you want to do any teasers because yeah. you guys go subscribe to his channel. You know, if you're joining us, thank you, especially shout out to the members, uh, and, and check out LMC. That's the name of the channel, right? Just those yep. three letters.
3: Yep. yep. LMC. It's my initials. Yeah, uh, the Cornbread Mafia one's going to be interesting because, I mean, you know, pe- so Adam Dunn, I don't know if you guys know Adam Dunn, he did a whole podcast with some of the members, and there's a lot of kind of oh, wow. controversy going on there. Um, so, yeah, that one's going to be interesting. There's a lot of internal beef now because the IP of the Cornbread Mafia name is very valuable, or at least it's perceived as so and so there's internal beef kind of of who owns the ip and like because they're going to try to use it now in the legal market which i think is interesting it's kind of one of the first times we've kind of seen it's like yeah yeah it's like you heard like black mafia family you know like bms so there's a there's a beef kind of like that where there's like people kind of because the name now has accrued all of this this value in well, you, like anybody
2: file anything in the trademark office at either the state or the federal locations.
3: I think so. I think, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I have the script already and stuff, but I have to go yeah. through it and like, really have to double check. that had somebody help write this with me. And, uh, it's going to be fascinating though. Cause you know, and, and people that are really interested in it, you know, I highly recommend you go check out. It's a six hour long podcast, I think.
1: Whoa. Damn.
3: So I don't <laughs> Yeah, so I'm yeah. Try to condense all of that.
2: Um, I would need like, to like take breaks i can't just do a six hour Yeah, broadcast. six hour one i mean
3: i can do a couple hours probably you know maybe even three if it's really good but six hours I,
1: I think the thought of cornbread mafia's ip is kind of neat it's kind of like if the hell's angels decided to fucking buy candy make candy bars or something you know like do you have this infamous group? Because at the Corbett Mafia, there there was a, a, like a leadership involved there. Do you know if that main guy is still part so of the it? The main group?
3: guy, he just got out of jail. And then his son. And there's some, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember the specifics on it. I know there's probably some people watching that may know more. But uh, the son has been trying to fight this other guy to make sure that they can get the name. Um, that's all. You know, I haven't really even gone into production of that yet. I haven't even started like, like I'm probably going to start this week or so. Right now, I just so and then other you know so, so those are chop tree series episodes that I've you know that are coming up here. But um, I have I just put one out on Ar- Arion Roscom, the leader of Greenhouse Seed Company. I'm pretty annoyed right now because the age restricted it, and you know oh,
2: how that right yeah yeah that's that the age restriction flag is part of the algorithm to just be like no, I'm going to mute you. I'm muting you. Literally. It's not cancel culture. They aren't going to like yank your channel, but they are going to ensure that you don't get out as much. And then you see like other crap that gets out and it goes around the internet and you're like,
3: seriously, I'm, the algorithm
1: you know,
3: it just killed it. I mean, that video, it, it's really frustrating me because that video, I mean, it should be at least at like a few thousand right now. And it's at like barely a thousand and it's yeah, it's oh man. It, well, we
1: just had stranded uh, our strain of uh, last week was uh, uh, by greenhouse seed, so it, that's yeah. an interesting. Uh, I mean, their legacy, right? The Netherlands tells the his story. Yeah,
3: the history of of greenhouse is really interesting. I mean, it's somebody who, you know, was really struggling in the coffee street market because he was trying to bring something new. I mean, he really was struggling, and then you know, it all turned around because of high times, um, oh, wow. without high times, he really would not be who he is today. In my opinion, are um, and then, you know, he just understood the media aspect of it. And, and he understood like this whole branding of being, calling himself the King of cannabis, Mm-mm. you know, you know, he, you know, it's not like somebody else gave him that name. He gave himself that name or his group did obviously. Okay. And, um, you know, it was really smart marketing. And then he had all these celebrities calling him the King of cannabis and, and, um, you know he did that specifically to appeal to an american audience or so i don't you know it's
1: were they a big person or were they the ones that were like big involved in the cups is that what the the link is here because i didn't i don't really know i know like sensi i just know the netherlands always was like the seed bank area for you know yeah. like all the 70s pretty much
3: yeah yeah well a lot of the so a lot of folks what they do is they try like this what happened with arian is um uh, he uh Traveled to northern Thailand, other areas around southern Southeast Asia, collecting seeds, and then he would go back. and There's a lot of people like him, like that, and so he. They, so Amsterdam and the Netherlands, they'd be kind of that link between America or the or North America and East Asia until you know until folks from Northern Cali started to just travel out by themselves to like Afghanistan and other places like that. Um. So, yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I mean, the whole story is fascinating. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, and then obviously we talk about Franco Loja, who, you know, I didn't know this until researching. He's a former French, like, paratrooper. Oh, really. wow. Yeah, he's a former French paratrooper. And, you know, he used to buy cannabis from Ariane for years. And then finally, he just moved to the Netherlands and uh, started working for him and then you know unfortunately he passed away you know became he, would be, he was the head geneticist for a greenhouse for you know so many years and then ended up passing away i think back in 2014 i think or 2017 i can't remember uh, was, of malaria was, no, was green, greenhouse part of straight Hunters again yes yeah. yeah, yeah. so, so they created straight hunters right yeah you know, they're the ones who created straight hunters. hunters started back in um once like 2008 really the advent of like social media you know they were really something I got to give a lot of credit to Ariane for is he really is ahead of the game when it came to understanding the media component to this all like mm-hmm. you know he realized that you know first of all well, he kind of he did this initially right he really did this initially because a lot of people were calling him out being like you're not going to these places like you're not going oh, out and so he was like okay let's go film it if people don't believe me and so you know, that's how he you know, approved to people. And that's uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely, I mean, his understanding of media so early on, I mean, that's what you kind of can attribute to a lot of these people that are pretty big in different aspects of or different industries and stuff is a lot. The ones that understood pretty early on that, like, Internet, Internet is going to be huge and that, you know, media is going to be huge and it's going to be able to help you sell your products is, is, you know, those are the people that really went, yeah. you know, winning.
2: Yeah, especially in the legacy market where you're allowed to sell interstate. Uh, we well, are not really allowed to sell at all, but they do. And so it's it's one of those things where you could really create a brand that can go beyond uh, the state lines. And I think the license stuff, they, they just hybridize everything and then trying to have their own brands. What do you think about, like, the MSOs? Do you think they're ever going to be able to make uh, a Coca-Cola of cannabis or something like that?
3: Yeah, I think they will to a certain degree. I just think it's going to be really hard for them because, you know, I keep – talk when I talk about, like, seeds and stuff and, and just more so, we're kind of in this, like, fragmented society now where there's just so many options. The internet, whether it's so many options to watch some somebody or there's so many now options, you know, the way that they're going to have to be able to do this is they're going to have to be able to kind of, in a sense – artificially kind of create i don't want to say monopoly but you know they're gonna to have to not allow for competition to happen It's just because you think about like coca-cola like it's just saying like coca-cola is gonna like how do we make the coca-cola of cannabis it's like i mean coca-cola was made when was it founded like 1880 1880 like, yeah. like imagine you know like you can't kind of, they kind of already had a lock on those markets early on because back then i mean Corruption was rampant. I mean, not to say there isn't corruption now, but like, I mean, people think it's corrupt nowadays. I mean, politics is a little bit different, but like, I mean, it's, you know, there weren't really antitrust laws back then. So I don't know. I think the MSOs are going to, I think what's going to happen is they're going to, like, I've heard a lot of these um, investors talk about these different phases, phases of company. Like there are four phases, like the phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, and the phase three and four are like MSOs. And then a phase one and phase two are more like the smaller companies. They're going to be bought up by the phase three and phase fours. So I think there's going to be a lot of acquisitions. And I, I think there will be a Coca-Cola cannabis, but it's going it's to be probably 10, 10 years from now. I don't know. I, it's hard to say. It's such, a, it's such an interesting market because we are pretty fragmented right now. Um, but, you know, if we see federal legalization, maybe that fragmentation starts to come undone a little bit. and We see more connectivity.
1: Well, I have to because all your barriers are broken down, right? Like the, yeah. the whole crossing state lines is no longer an issue, you know? Uh, it's kind of why I'm, I'm pro Moract. You know, if whatever amendment they do or whatever they do, if, they can make it fucking 80% tax hike. But as long as they deschedule it, that's all I care about because there's no more arrest. And then there's also the, you know, the opportunities to... Well, and grow. then uh, you know, acquisition and
2: mergers and centralization... That's nothing new. Uh, I can show you data in the industry that I used to work in uh, about the exact same thing. And it's been ongoing. And that, of course, is banking. And so this is the FDIC. They have the number. They have history. And so you can go back. And like in the 1940s, there was 13,500 financial institutions in the United States. Scrolled this year, we're down to 4,286. Holy shit. So like, you know, let's go back to 2008. There was 7,000 banks in 2008. So just in that past 14 years, it's gone from 7,000 to 4,300. Wow. Uh, so consolidation is nothing new. Uh, but I, ho- I hope that they have a lot of those phase one uh, uh, license holders that are out there. And it's a vibrant craft market after federal legal- legalization is uh, a reality that we all get to live with in five years or whatever.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I You know, it's interesting because I have a lot of people that hit me up and they're, you know, a lot of people are these phase one kind of come these smaller craft companies and they really like, they hit me up all the time. They're like, yo, like why are you talking about federal legalization? Like, I mean, they're not happy with it because they don't want to see, they feel like they're going to get destroyed, which I completely understand their sentiment. But then I also have kind of other people that are like just consumers that are, Hitting me up being like, yo, like when is this gonna happen? Blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? So it's this weird kind of split of you know, I'm I'm personally pro Moract. I don't know. I, I think we just need to get that done. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough though, because a lot of these smaller businesses want this fragmentation still. But I don't know. I, I don't well
2: know. perhaps like in certain jurisdictions, the small ones do, but then in jurisdictions like my state or in Kentucky. I'm sure that they really want the more acts simply to try to open up the market more. There really are only huge MSOs in Illinois. The smallest grow still going to be like a nine million dollar lift for you, you know. And that's that's ridiculous because you could go into business in uh, New Mexico or in Oklahoma for just several hundred thousand dollars as opposed to
3: I don't know eight nine million. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's it's crazy. I don't know. It's just it's so fascinating because all these markets are different. Like New Mexico is. I like how New Mexico's went because they kind of kept the Oklahoma model alive, even though Oklahoma's starting to close up now. But if if you're
2: starting from zero, you're going to get four years before people are going to be like, okay, we don't need to do this no more because uh, we we have 50 pot shops on this block. You know, we don't need to have 51 pot shops on this block.
3: Yeah, 100%. I I saw that comment you guys just posted to, uh, you know, pass it back up. We can amend Maybe. later. I, what's yeah. your guys' opinion on that? Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like oh, I that sentiment. That's but. the truth. Yeah, but
2: then like, let's talk about any state's law ever in any particular jurisdiction that's legalized weed. Uh, I'll, I'll use mine because that's where I'm. My situs is, which just basically means location of real estate. Uh, it is. There's like five amendments to it right now uh, pending in the United in uh, the Illinois State House. That that law was amended during application process. So, yeah, pass it, and it's going to be amended. It's not like, you know, we can amend. It will be amended because you're going to screw it up.
1: Yeah. Look at alcohol, though. How long did it take for that to get figured out? Fifteen years. So the prohibition ends. Shit doesn't get, like, sorted out right away. The whole issue here is arresting people and, and you know, uh, just detaining and, and, and empowering bad decisions out there. But, you know, that, that's why, you know, the Mutamor Act is very essential. It's the closest thing we got right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, it was Republicans in the House that uh were all you know bad against it. I mean, and again, 193 voted against insulin. I don't know how what kind of inhuman being That's hilarious I mean, people they, are, well,
2: but that that wasn't hilarious. That was like one of those things where something is just so terribly sad,
3: it's hilariously and, stupid. It's like so it's, fucked it's, up. You yeah. have to laugh about yeah. it. You I'm have to laugh it. because <laughs> you
1: otherwise I mean. you'll just start crying and you won't yeah. get out of bed for a mm-hmm. week. You know. But, they, they shoot their hand here, but you know what? It's the Democrats. It's Schumer who's going to shoot himself in the dick and shoot us in the dick equally because now it's about putting it onto the, the floor, right, and get a yeah. hearing and, and, and get time of day. But, you know, yeah. if they're too busy with the caca bill, you know, this bill is restorative. Bill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is restorative justice.
2: Here, I, I,
3: have a, I have a little theory that I've been thinking about here lately is, you know, when I started to see the Morax start to come up from the... uh you know, from the basement that, you know, the that's been, they feel like, it, you know, because I felt there's this time period where the Morak was kind of dead and then just the last like month or yeah. so, they brought it back and I'm almost like, you know, I'm curious and I I don't think this is the case, but I, I have this kind of theory of like, what if they're trying to use the the caca bill or whatever, the, the cow bill or whatever <laughs> as like a battering ram almost, you know what I mean? So it takes all the heat, it takes all the heat and then they just bring the Morak in and they'll just, they'll say, oh, oh right. okay. Like the the Republicans are going to be like, okay, we're not going to let Chuck Schumer pass his bill, but I mean, then again, we're not in the era of compromises, but maybe they're like, okay, we'll go with the act. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I just don't get it though. It's like they can make a bill about kicking puppies and it's still like 193 of these fuckers are going to vote against it. Like for whatever amount, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. And when things don't make sense,
2: sometimes it's fortunately 20 past the hour. This is one of those times. And so that means that it's officially 420 on the East Coast. One of the things about the 420 is uh, East Coast. They're going to blow up. Uh, We get a lot of calls and clients from... New Jersey, and we got a package on that. And we're also going to be doing a uh, webinar on New York next Friday, and so that was in our emailer that came out today, and we have uh, gifts from South Park in our emails, and so if you want to sign up for those, head over to Uh Yeah, so New York's crazy. I love what they're doing, though. I love, like, just give all the hemp farmers cannabis licenses. And then they have a social equity kind of thing, but they call it justice involved, which means you had to have been convicted of a cannabis crime in the state of New York and own a company, at least 10% thereof, that has been profitable for the past two years. So I can just see all these companies getting formed where it's 51% the social, well, okay, justice involved. I have to use the correct term of art. I'm so used yeah. to calling it social equity. So this uh, justice involved for individual, 41, 51, 49, And then for some reason, that guy gets ten percent of this other company. That's interesting. Or unless the social equity applicant, again, I just did it again. The justice Involves applicant is uh, the business owner themselves, and that's when it's really exciting. Interesting.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm interested to see what New York does. I, you know, I think you probably know a little bit more about it than me, Tom. But um, I'm interested to see how it all turns out. I mean, people have been kind of praising New York so far. But I'm also like, let's let's wait. Let's let's see. Let's wait and see. But um, yeah. Same yeah. With Jersey. you're hearing anything out of Jersey? Yeah. So Jersey, um you know, I've had some people approach me about some. So there might have you have you heard about all the micro licenses that are going on there?
2: Yeah, I've helped a lot of uh, yeah. micros get into the, the the queue and start waiting for their conditional licenses.
3: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So the micro licenses are going to be interesting to see how those uh, those turn out. Uh, yeah,
2: we did an interesting, uh, for our business plan on the micro, we use shipping containers. And because, like, you have this weird physical plant uh, restriction that's out there. And if you guys want, I mean, if you're watching your jersey, you want to uh, apply, go ahead and, you know, contact us over at canvasindustrylaw.com. Uh, but because the shipping containers are a specific amount of square footage and, you know, stackable. You could really easily be compliant with this 2,500 square foot physical plant that you can't do any of your cannabis operations outside of that 2,500 square feet uh, on whatever piece of real estate that you have. And so like if you have a dispensary, no, you don't. It's, it's only 2,500 square feet of it. Uh, that, that one, I'm wearing it, uh, the Seattle Bubble Works. We toured that uh, production facility last summer. That was less than 2,500 square feet. And so that would have been 20. a microprocessor. More or less. I don't know how much security they're going to need there. And then they have this dual system where like with Washington state, your guys handed out the license. You're like, here's the license in New Jersey. They go, here's the license. Go see if it's okay with the city. And if the city says, no, you can't open there, but then you can move your license, which is going to be an interesting um, (coughs) process to see these social equity applicants in New Jersey getting locked out and trying to like find their homes for their
1: conditional licenses.
3: Yeah, it's going to it's going to come back like it always does to the to the real estate really, right?
1: I mean. Mm. How do you guys think though overall if like the uh, it passes if the MORAC passes the Senate? Like right now we have 50 individual little islands in, in monopolies, but like once you get rid of that barrier, how do you think cuz even like with culture, right? Like cannabis itself, the culture it was this outlaw culture. Now we're getting into this business side of things. And and you know, and I have, I talked about people people don't care you know, they they don't care how their hamburger's made. If they just want to buy it and, and drive through and go on. But like right. yeah, or, if, if yeah. they've heard of the strain, they might yeah. want
2: to try it. And so there's that. And I could see uh, interstate commerce helping that aspect of it. But not really because like if you've heard of the strain, your guy who doesn't have a license probably will say that he has it.
1: Definitely well, after testing's involved and important, right? Testing's right. important, you know, because otherwise they can say, Oh yeah, this is that. This is that. That's $60, you know?
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm interested too, once they do interstate, because the interstate is really, that's going to be probably where a lot of the important decisions are going to be made. I'm, I'm curious, like what's going to happen with the testing there? Is it going to stay within the state or are they going to... The,
2: all the testing, all the regulations are still at the state level. Uh, yeah. With the USDA, this is going to be the first crop year that hemp has to be tested pursuant to the USDA regulations. And so that the methodologies that they have been put into place for testing this crop year of hemp, in theory, might uh, portend, that's a verb usage for today, uh, uh, what is coming in the future for the types of testing that you would see for the uh, THC licenses. But um, you know, THC license testing is, at, at the state level is always more stringent in the sense that uh, the hemp is just caring about if you have 0.3 or less. Yeah, I haven't really seen a, like a lot of, pro- with the exception of New Jersey, I haven't seen a lot of state regulations that they had um, prohibited materials that you couldn't test positive for. But
1: you know, mm, uh, yeah, yeah. I think in, in the future though, I think uh, it's going to be the COA is going to be important, right? Because like Luke already proved that you can. He showed had an episode where he bought cookies packages, and, yeah, and, and, and you know, you could like pre-packaged shitty weed and that thing so you know i think that uh, some sort of qr code coa go track to the system. license facility so
2: like somebody's yeah. putting their their neck on the line that goes no this is that genetic that's what, exactly what it is you know
3: yeah you know it's funny with the fake packaging is it kind of all came to me uh, like a, f- a few months ago i could... oh no you're on mute bro you hit mute luke
2: you hit mute on your uh on your uh mic as
3: soon as you moved it got comfortable <laughs> Whoops, my bad, my bad. Sorry. So it's funny with the whole um, with the whole fake packaging thing. Um, it kind of came to me a few a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, kind of what it was re- like. There's obviously multiple reasons for it, but the fake packaging, you know, I've started to realize actually more so a cover for all of these real brands to be able to send. I mean, I mean, this is not always the case, but like fake packaging is like the perfect excuse for a legal company to be able to send out. Oh, sure all of their extra products out into the rest of the country and actually that, you know, like a particular distribution
2: tricks. center that has oops bought the wrong packaging yeah. and then oh shoot they get their license yanked and then they've made a million dollars no they didn't
3: no they didn't they didn't make nothing tax-free yeah. it's tax-free <laughs> it gets your brand into places and it's like it's all under the guise of fake packaging because it's like what if a cop comes across some whatever brands company in, in a state that's not legal yet they're like they they go let's say they go to california they ask them hey where's this coming from I'm like we don't know you can buy it online for for this price I <laughs> yeah know. i mean that's a it's good like, it's kind of smart
1: idea yeah for some diversion <laughs>
2: sometimes when you're a farmer you just got to make it work but if it was fairly legal diversion wouldn't be an issue right because like where's the broccoli mop well, well that's true i mean like but then still there are untaxed cigarette mafias and then the other thing that i think might be happening yeah. with the testing after it's federally legal we have to look at what what does food have to do like you know so there's lists and you see recalls of food all the time so i'm assuming it's going to be something similar to that because um, the regulations are already out there and in cannabis to a certain extent is a food i mean so is tobacco in that in that respect i mean you're inhaling it uh, or you're
1: Sometimes you do chew the tobacco or eating the, the cannabis. But unless you're in Washington, because our dumbass, which sure divides medical and recreational as like, all of a sudden it's magically not a consumable product or some shit, you know, because they don't do lab requirement testing. Well, so while they're starting, to, I believe they're going to be implementing process soon, but I don't, as it's probably yet. because there was no regulation
2: that called for it in the first place. And then when there's no regulation that calls for something very often, the industry's like, we have just the right amount of regulations, zero. Uh, and, and then chicanery ensues. And then after the chicanery, somebody's like, hey, that was fraud. And like, how can it be fraud if there are no rules? And then uh, from there, you get rubrics and, and, and rules and regulations.
1: <laughs> well, go ahead, man. No, no, go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, in Washington State, though, it was definitely a pushback on not getting a, a test requirement from the recreational side of things, right? Like, a lot of growers, they'll get just a bare minimum testing done just because it's expensive for the extra stuff that is the medical stuff and that should be though the bare minimum for everything not just medical testing as a consumption
3: yeah the testing i think is kind of a mess to me just because when i worked so when i worked in washington in the in the you know i work at some different companies and like i mean they were using test results from like three years ago really yeah yeah no that's the whole thing they can do and it's because and then, and then impossible. they're I mean, like
2: they're okay let's say like, let's say
3: okay, what
2: uh could you explain the hypothetical behind that testing from three years ago is it the same genetic? okay it's let's say same it's, genetics, it's, it's, the the same genetics,
3: it's the same okay. genetics for sure i mean that's that's obvious i mean um and so the whole idea is let's say they get a high test percentage they get a good you know a good mm-hmm. test percentage or whatever it is on all their cannabinoids and, and percent you know tc percentage And then what they're worried about is, let's say three years from now, like two years, two years later, let's say they didn't grow a very good batch. They're they're just, they're worried. They don't want to ruin what's already good. And so they'll just reuse those test results. And, and I know that's just in Washington, but it just seems like to me, and there's just also a lot of like kind of fuckery that happens with the testing in every state. I don't know. I think they personally, I'm not a big, I'm not big into like letting the government take over, you know, certain aspects of cannabis, but the testing, I don't know. I feel like that would be one that I wouldn't be too opposed mm-hmm. to,
2: but. yeah, that's, that's strange in the sense that you know, the other thing was like, well, maybe they said, well, we haven't changed our SOPs and it's the same genetic to use the same test, but that still seems ridiculous. They, they yeah. usually define it as a lot in uh, and by lot, not like, you know, quantity, but like, you know, a unit uh, of something that then has to be sent for a test. And then you have to comply with your regs, but uh, maybe Washington state's regs are a little easier to comply with than other states.
1: Well, and then to, to, to what Luke was uh, trying to push was like, and I, and I totally get it. Cause I work in the, the quality side of things. It's like if the government were to run the quality program for the testing, then you know maintaining if when you incentivize numbers in testing, you know little slants, you 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 give bad behavior for bad testing because people do that. They'll change numbers a little bit. You know, we've had a couple of labs get busted for bad numbers. So uh I think, you know, if you had a entity that was run by the government, then that's when it works with quality. Just like did you guys ever see have you guys seen that on Netflix a case against Boeing? No, it's, it's a good, good. Because it's about that seven thirty seven max and, and the recalls and the the two flights to Ethiopia, right? Because I mean, essentially, the people who ramboing are guilty of murder at the time, but this this whole thing is because of quality. And, and when you're checking yourself, you don't really have to do the right thing, you know. And that's that's the problem when you put quality in a, a third party when it should be not incentivized to make a profit. Yeah. Thumbs up for quality, everybody.
2: It's a really important thing. Uh, it is, in fact, a lot of people fall in love with their own brands. I don't. Uh, if it's quality, that's really about as much as you need to get it. And then after that, you, the, the rest of the stuff, window dressing. You know, exactly. uh, trends, tra- trends change, but quality is quality. Uh, but it's hard to do. And there's really no corners you can cut and you actually have to do the work. But um, yeah, man. Hey, uh, Luke is this your full-time hustle now or are you completely doing like, what's the name of your company that you're out there working for?
3: Yeah. Um, so the company, so yeah, this is my full-time really, um, LMC productions is my, is my company name. Uh, but yeah, I'm going, um, I don't really, I make most of my money off of, you know, documentaries and sponsors. I get sponsorships and stuff. Now I'm starting to move into that. Um, Nice finishing up school right now actually uh i got one more quarter here so um art history no i finished... <laughs> <laughs> no i'm finishing up college with uh i don't even know what i'm gonna i mean I'm, I'm going to a college that doesn't have grades, actually it's pretty funny um yeah. liberal arts yeah liberal arts uh, yeah yeah so but I
2: uh i got a frame it? of it somewhere this is on the other wall uh, yeah, yeah. Knew- call it was college worth it Uh, college and law school, uh, right. And so college and law school, uh, and then if Illinois hadn't have rigged weed, I don't think I'd have those paid off, but they did. And then they rigged it. So like, it was really expensive and lucrative to get in when that one round you did. And then there was nothing. And now it's, it's kind of okay. I'm going to get back into suing people, uh, to be honest, like there just wasn't enough. Uh, there's still not, there's just not enough Illinois, uh, or, businesses in the industry in general that are out there that are small enough that need um help with adding partners subtracting partners suing in court
3: all that type of stuff yeah what i'm curious so what's your thoughts on uh illinois like at this point i mean it uh have you ever seen
2: the movie chinatown with jack nicholson
3: I haven't but what's the what's watch the
2: that that's exactly what it is forget it man it's Chinatown. <laughs>
3: yeah
2: and um so yeah. it's one of those deals where uh if you got a license lucky for you and then uh one day it might be worth some but uh you know a lot of them like infuser transporter you know uh, or if you were given a, a grow license and you had no money in your bank account but you're given a grow license uh, how do you, you just throw people to wolves like that? And then you have to make a, a deal in five minutes to be able to be operational. And remember, this is the smallest one they have, $9 million. Yeah. That's, that's Right. Why on earth they did that instead of having like, oh, I don't know, a class A license like they do in Michigan for 100 plants? No freaking clue. Oh, I know why. Uh, Illinois is that one state. Remember Rod Blagojevich? Oh, shit, Anybody? yeah. <laughs> Remember, he had the bleeping thing and it is bleeping golden, and I'm not giving it away for bleeping nothing. And he didn't say bleeping, by the way, but he was in jail for many years because he violated campaign finance uh, laws. A- and that's why. That's, that's Illinois. So be careful with those business people
1: that you're dealing with, especially if they're from Chicago. <laughs> Chicago's got that kind of history, though. All the history. Yeah. 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 Secret uh we call it prohibition type stuff you know the entrance and stuff luke i got a guy up here in washington when you're ready to do your next trap series uh he was one of the uh uh, smugglers like in the early 80s uh his arrest was like one of the biggest uh what's his name uh mark sandhouse
3: okay yeah 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 you you might have told me about him but i need to yeah uh, yeah, send me a link. The the last one on the queue right now for that is the cornbread mafia. Um I'm still looking for other people as well. I know there's some there's some
1: Well, there's a whole world, right? Because I, I joke that Han Solo is a shitty smuggler because everybody knows who he is. Right? <laughs> you know, the good people yeah. in cannabis, you don't know who they are a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. That's true. How did you get all that money? Real estate.
3: <laughs> It's, yeah, the only thing that really comes out is, is when you, you know, and that's why that's why actually those stories were so much easier to do is because you could go online and just do all the research from online.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah. know,
3: so that limits me because I know there's some amazing smugglers out there that are to this day still going or, 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 you know, they, you know, I always say this, it's kind of funny. A lot of these smugglers, I mean, a lot of people that sell weed or sell drugs in general, a lot of them eventually just burn out. There's very few people and... Maybe we just don't know. Maybe that's just because we don't know. But very few people that ride off into the sunset, you know. Well,
2: yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, El Chapo, he did ride that little bike under the ground. But then, <laughs> like, it's it's an illicit industry, and it's obviously illicit. It's not a legal industry, which is quasi illicit, like opioids or, or insulin, like the <laughs> pharmaceutical game and the amount to be able to do, you know, profit sees on something. Uh, it's. It's just different. I mean, it
1: just is. You know, at this point, though, we have decades of this uh, plant's kind of network in existence with medical. Uh, uh, to your point, Luke, was you talking about people running off the sunset, I know of a person that – because, you know, the medical scene was really big back in the day. People were paying their bills and whatnot. This guy just passed on and left his daughter uh, a house. You know, Why? he paid off this house. And, and then I asked her, I was like, what did he do? He had to grow somewhere in like Paulsboro, like south. And he lived in Renton. So, you know. I got a t-shirt of, from Paul's Bo. <laughs> right on. But, like, there's plenty of people like that who paid their bills, paid off their house mortgages, you know, however they paid off their the money. Roles.
3: Yeah. So, um, they weren't on a golden yacht. Let's just say that, right? Exactly. No, no, they didn't no. buy
1: six cars, right? Like somebody we know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw your bad. I saw your video, man.
3: Yeah, no, well, that was me. Well, I flew off a cliff on that one. I mean, that one was bad. I mean, it's that's what I'm saying is a lot of people, a lot of dealers are like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna make this money and then get out. No one ever does, or at least the, the stupid ones never do. And I guess I was one of the stupid ones. But um <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Well, it's funny because like what's what I, I'm excited though is once we get a little farther into legalization, and I get I guess some of the because. There's some of these legal companies that have some crazy stories that I know of. I just can't talk about them yet.
2: Sure. Still uh, under the NDA uh, terms and conditions. Huh? What's the uh No, no, no. NDA? There's not an NDA, yeah.
3: but I, I just don't want to blow their spot up. That's why I just don't want to. Because right now, I mean, because right now, I mean, there's these legal companies in the, on the West Coast that are, they have full on networks on the East Coast, like real empires that are like like legit like i've talked to some people on the east coast um because i just you know you can observe a lot on instagram and I, I found this i found a couple of people and i started talking to a couple of them they're like yeah we what we do is we pretty much we trade our networks for them letting us put our products our brands into their stores in cali so we'll trade yeah. our network so we'll distribute all of your product on the east coast you know obviously under the table right tax-free but we're gonna need some shelf space. So, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's shelf a lady space
2: is- on, uh, on These are unlicensed uh, uh, operators, right?
3: No, these are these are well on the West Coast they're all they're all licensed. But on the East Coast, they're unlicensed. No, yeah, they're unlicensed. These are just the people that had the networks already set up from years ago that have been doing this for years, you know.
2: This is why the SEC should be regulating this shit. Because then you have all these companies that are like dipping their toes in both the licensed, unlicensed market. And it's like, well, why do you even get a license? Well, sometimes I uh, don't like to get busted.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also, too, it's like one of these things where you got to keep one foot in, one foot out. Because while it can feel sketchy, it's one of the only things that keeps some of these companies afloat on the legal side. So that's another thing too that happens. Or
2: where, or they keep the price of flour at the limited market price of flour up at like three thousand a pound, like Cresco, where they just we won't let anybody else in. We'll make it nine million dollars to open up shop and we'll give all the licenses to people that don't have that.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And to go. Cresco. Cresco's gonna come after you, Tom, for saying that.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Cresco's <laughs> already come after me. I just
3: haven't bought their <laughs> products. You know? yeah, the, 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 dude the truly people are crazy online dude the truly people are nuts i have i've kept my tongue a little bit quiet as of for right now because they've got a little internet mob that comes around and harasses people so
2: that's hilarious i'm glad that yeah. they have a mob of people on the internet that harass but i do like the bobby tuna story i'd like to see and i, I haven't had any truly flower next time i'm in florida visiting family i'll make sure to get if i can find it uh, Bobby Tunas, uh, black, whatever it was, black fin. It was like the Santa Rosa gold that he used to uh, smuggle in in the seventies into Florida. Yeah, that's kind of fun. But other than that, nope, don't like anything about True Leaf.
3: Yeah, no. Well, the whole story with the, with the CEO's husband or boyfriend oh, at Jesus, the time, uh, hilarious. Is, he's in jail right now. He's in jail as we speak, and it's because he had a meeting with a representative who literally. He convinced her to, like, make all of these, like, changes to the legislation to allow for, you know, pretty much to allow to, like, squeeze people out of the market. Everybody except their family. Like, pretty pretty much
2: like You had to, to the- have owned, owned, what was it? You had to have owned a family orange grove for twenty years or something stupid, something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Like, huh. I wonder who that applies to. Like,
2: <laughs> and you have to do the whole license, but you can get unlimited dispensaries, uh, provided you have all the money. It's like, yeah, it's a special kind of industry that the the florida cannabis industry is so florida it really it's is so
3: florida, it's so so florida. Funny, you know who you know who's running for governor right now is nikki fry right yeah oh yeah or free or however your surname and mm-hmm. uh it's funny because you know so she was the head ag she was the director of agriculture there right and that's the one that has all the power over that medical market and this medical market for folks that aren't aware is is the one of the biggest in the country it's very highly lucrative Uh, There's there's over 500,000 registered patients there. Plus, I think it's Um, in-growing.
2: They're over six because it's triggering need for 19 new uh, MMTC licenses to come online. So I can't wait to open the Florida office. But I wish it was just more of a market. You know, there's just not enough license holders. There's like 22 of them. And so you're going to get another 19. Great. There's, There's no two of of them, but, like
3: each one has like 50 yeah. stores, though. That's the correct, thing, right? like, or something like that, right? Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, true has though. the most, and so they're all listed about look, which one the most is. But true leaf's the only cannabis MSO that I'm aware of that actually posts a profit, and I think it's because yeah. they own 50% of Florida sales,
3: exactly. It's it's mm. it's it's you know, true leaf's done a you know, you gotta I gotta clap it up at least to a certain degree from a business acumen standpoint for them because they have done it really. Whether they've, I mean, they like I said, they, they started with were, rent seeking. Like, we'll change
2: the law so we get it. I mean, talk about it's not just changing the game; it's writing the game. I mean, right, that was, oh yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, you're building the
3: game that you're about to play. Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, probably, cheap, though. it's not just no, it's harder, not cheap though. At all. Yeah,
1: I think it's the most American thing, right? The fact that these guys with deep pockets are able to influence in policy, just like here in Washington for five hundred two. You know, it was deep pockets that influenced the campaign. All the all the grassroots ones failed. Like I don't know, I'm like four fucking grassroots ones got so close, but yet the one that's deep pockets that's what that's what. It takes. Oh, uh,
2: hang on, I got a mar- moment of clairvoyance here. So Swerbin asks, when is Texas going to legalize? The answer to that is Tuesday.
1: Are they voting for Beto?
2: <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it's a it's a nonsensical answer to a question that really doesn't have an answer. I mean, like if I knew that. I wouldn't be on a on a YouTube podcast. I would have like you know picked all the winners ever.
3: You know I, I'd be worth fifty five trillion dollars. Exactly. The Texas is interesting. There's a ton of. I mean, I know you guys probably got a bunch of viewers from Texas. I
2: mean, oh, yeah. Texas is going to be a wonderful market. I just really hope that in the in the interplay of what's going down uh, in the industry, I hope Texas goes the way of New Mexico and Oklahoma and not Florida. Unequivocally, and I just don't know if they're gonna, you know. I
3: I definitely agree with you there, 100%. It's funny, it's gonna be sad to say, but it's funny, you know. New Mexico took the route that I think is the the right route for a more fair, you know, just a fair start, at least, you know, because this all you want
2: to get in the industry, you can get in the industry,
3: exactly. And unfortunately, though, like those kind of are gonna be. I don't know. We're probably only going to see a few more states like that. And I don't, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully, I'm wrong. But, you know, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of. Well, it's funny, too. is like, when is Florida going to legalize, right? When they're going to go recreational? Yeah.
2: 2024. They missed it for this year's uh, uh, one. But then when you have that, what Florida has, um, you almost just, it's kind of like with Cresco in Illinois. It's so freaking sweet. You're not going to do anything to let that thing change. Exactly. exactly, you'll go kicking and screaming into something that's going mean, to be different.
3: Hundred yeah. percent, I couldn't agree more. It's going to exactly. It's like what? Why fix what's not broken for them? You know, yeah. <laughs> like you know. So it's like they're going to probably. I mean, it's why I'm, I mean, what is there just no organization organization down there when it comes to the activists or the people trying to get it recreational or In Texas. No, with with Florida, it's like it oh, Florida. Yeah, I bet there's
2: a oh, bunch Yeah, of, of course not. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. that Florida probably is. Well, if they if they can make a business case for the middle market, so your average doctor or entrepreneur in real estate can own a piece of a company, that'd be great. And that's like license limits and and uh, you know a, a lower barrier to entry, like with tiered canopy sizes that start at five thousand and like go up to whatever, as opposed to start at fifty thousand. Uh, there's ways that you can make it more open but a lot of states are scared to because they've been told that they need to control the market it, which is like the most unamerican thing I've ever heard it's like guys the first thing we need to do now that uh you know invisible hand you know uh, supply and demand free market economics okay get rid of all that garbage we got to control this market through our uh you know laws and our regulation oligopoly here people it's just like russia yeah
3: it's what it's looking like, it looks looking like, yeah. What was his name, Adam Smith?
2: Adam Smith, yeah, yeah
3: fuck you Adam Smith. We don't, that's like right, you. that's what we're doing pretty much.
2: <laughs> we don't like you, we like to go socialist, not just socialist, yeah. oligopoly, crony socialist. capitalism, yeah. crony capitalism. Yeah. That's right,
3: <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah, how come he
2: has all the marijuana licenses
3: because <laughs> his dad owns an orange farm? Duh, oh wow. Well, going back to Nikki Fried, you know, it's funny. It's, with her, it was so crazy because her father, her husband, they owned like a pretty big medical company in in Florida. So the shit that she was regulating, like she had a direct, you know, conflict of interest there. And just just like Florida was, you know, Florida does, they, they didn't even talk about it, you know.
1: There's- <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of weird. I mean, when, it, when you think about regulation, though, too, like, like, I mean, she definitely did have a conflict of interest, but I wonder what kind of rules she'd. Decided on that affected them, you know, like that. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of shit that it needs to be reviewed, yeah. But what if, uh, what if the more act passes before Texas legalizes it, right? Like, say Texas is so gerrymandered and effed up as it is because they really are going through the votes and, and trying to do suppression, but say the more act passes, like because mm-hmm. the senate, so now Texas got to vote on legalization, right? Because that's the whole thing about the more act, it's the state's rights thing now,
3: yeah. Well. Well, Tom, I'm curious what you guys think about this because I I think what happens with the MORE Act is we see, you know, like the federal government really likes to have more uniformity, right? So this is like a similar idea as with the whole drinking laws back in the day when there was the 18-year-olds in Idaho that you could drink. And Mm -hmm. then eventually the U.S. government was like, federal government was like, okay, we're just going to pull the funding if you don't change to 21 because we like uniformity. Do you guys think that there's going to be a little bit of that? Pre- like, that's what I think is like what's going to happen. If the more it passes, it's going to put a lot more pressure on all these states to move quickly.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's just one of the things where if what's you're being arrested for at the state level is legal at the federal level and not just legal, commercially legal, you know, uh, gambling, for example, you know, it, you can't then just say, all right, well, we arrested you for gambling because uh, it, 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 it's still illegal in Texas. Like, I could see some type of supremacy clause issue uh, coming into play where it's like, well, no, you can't prosecute them at that level. But then it gets into the tax dodging. And so then it becomes uh, the IRS problem. And so now you can criminalize the crap out of that because you were doing it without a license. And, you know, you have to have that. Otherwise, you're not compliant. And, and then, so like uh, there, there, will st- it's still going to be a crime. Like, the plant is still going to be very, very ensnared in what is and what is not a crime when it comes to who has it, what it's doing, and and how they're making money or not from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it's kind of sad, but, I mean, it's the same thing with liquor. Like, liquor is still fairly closely entwined with the criminal justice system, from drinking and driving all the way to selling untaxed liquor in uh, moonshine territory with the Cornbread Mafia in Kentucky. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, the whole point is to incentivize like certain things, certain ways of acting, right? So, if I put you in jail for not having your permits or find the shit out of you. I mean, it's yeah. different than putting you in jail for just possession. So, that'd be nice.
3: Yeah, that would be nice. Absolutely. Yeah, well, hopefully it happens. Would, would you guys know when the Senate's supposed to vote on it or is it going to even get a vote? Uh, the,
2: the, the Senate will not be bringing that up for a vote. And so, I don't think uh, anybody... Right? Yeah, I don't. And then like, well, I mean, this, this is a, I wonder if they can bring it up for a vote. And if they do, you know, because I thought that was the whole thing. I should look into this. Uh, why the Senate isn't bringing it up for a vote. Uh, that's something that I can get one of the paralegals researching while I'm doing some other stuff, you know. Uh, and then uh, that, that would be an interesting content creation aspect of it, because I, I thought there was a reason why that wasn't being brought up. But in theory, it's 50-50. The Democrats have the administration. Maybe if you say, I, I'm, I'm going to object to you bringing it up or it's in some type of committee and then it just never makes it out of that committee because it's so evenly divided, you know?
3: Yeah, well, they needed like a 60 vote threshold, apparently, even though they could do it through the appropriations or whatever, not the appropriations, the... Uh, What's it called? Concillary. concillary Considerally. I can't remember. What the name of it. What is it? Reconciliation. Reconciliation. Sorry. We yeah. can do that. And if they do reconciliation, it's only 50 votes. And then because I don't know if they're going to be able to get 10 Republicans to come over. And then again, I don't even know if there's some of the Democrats that will do it. Yeah,
2: and I still yeah. think they're just they're waiting for the industry to be more mature. Like once the East Coast is more online, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania would be great if we got some sales, some actual sales, not their BS medical program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even Illinois. Illinois still really hasn't come online yet. There's no real new operators and and revenue coming from new pot shops. I mean, they're all in a lawsuit, all 185 of them. Yeah. And there's a brand new lawsuit that was just filed like a week ago. Massive you
3: know, like, too, too. Yeah. Uh,
2: one that's persuasive and has won in other uh, jurisdictions previously. Uh, yeah. But, um, yikes. Well, and so that's, that's great. If you're one of the 110 license holders in the state, and with the, you can sell weed
1: legally. Everybody else, sorry. Yeah. Cause I think the Schumer has to put on a Senate, the, the calendar. So, yeah. you know, he's Besides. already said ahead of time, him and Booker aren't going to back it, which is, uh, beef. yeah, ridiculous. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've been hearing in some. I read in some articles too that they're going to expect it to. I don't know. It's it's the Senate's the big question mark. It's it always has been, really. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I,
2: you know, I'd say it doesn't look like the Republicans are against it, and then we can you know go back in your memory banks to the more acts most recent version of being voted on. It was ninety eight percent of Republicans voted against it. So, assume there's one. Republican in the Senate that'll vote for the the More Act, uh, one. I don't. I'm not sure who. Maybe Rand Paul, but probably not. You
3: know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I'm I'm very curious to see uh, what happens with this. I mean,
1: it's so weird that the Republicans voted so hard against it when uh, there are like Republican champions, right? Like this recent guy that just passed uh, the GOP congressman, uh, Don, Don Young. Yeah, Don Young, you know, and then not only just him, but uh, the Robocker, right? He was a Republican, right? There was like these statesmen, these people of common sense, and then it became this like influencer party. Like, what, what, what happened to them? What happened to you guys? Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you
2: uh, took too high opinion of the American people, and see where that got you. Nowhere. Uh, but anyway, you know, we should take a higher opinion of the American people, or at least ho- hold it to a higher standard. Be like, come on, you're Americans. You're better than this. What the hell, you should have legal weed. It should be great. and then it, it shouldn't be any more difficult to open than a bar uh, or a brewery. I mean, in breweries, it, you just don't put that together on a weekend. That's a serious commitment,
1: you know. And again, once the process happens, it's not going to happen overnight. It'll take 15 years before there's an actual, like, commerce and grows and everybody's whatever figured out where they're going to do their farming at you know not everybody's gonna grow weed you know not everybody's a farmer for steaks you know it's this weird wreath or madness going to go to pot it's so annoying yeah. well <laughs> we're not going to solve it all
2: now but uh hey luke i do want you to i want to thank you for hanging out with us and yeah. you know, all the people that tuned in all hundred and something thousand of them well wasn't that many But it was at least 128, which is fine. Like it was it was more fun uh, a year ago before the algorithm got better at like suppressing uh, an issue that 80 percent of the Americans want. But, you know, is still a federal crime and they're regulated federally. So they kind of have to like have some mitigation protocol. Otherwise, they would be liable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have like three, four hundred people tune in. One hundred twenty five tuning in is pretty good
3: it's crazy what they've done dude it's crazy it's crazy i know you guys know what's up with like the you guys have the same thing with the uh i mean one i mean i don't know when it was it was maybe what five six months ago when the subscribers just oh i can i can i can tell you that
2: pretty darn clearly um yeah it was like august of last year so yeah it was something you can just see it bang yeah Yeah. and and like well i remember and so i'm kind of nervous about this october Because last time there was, uh, it was the first rodeo that Miggy and I had because the podcast is three years old. So it was the first election cycle we went through. Uh, They just, they like, they go so hard during an election cycle. And so really be careful about what you say going into that. Uh, They'll like make sure that you can't post for two weeks. They'll like take videos down and like put you into timeout so that you're not able to influence uh, people's opinion. Which is strange, considering the only thing that we're trying to advocate for is sense and policy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, guys, this isn't
3: heroin. It never was. Can we be honest about this? Silence him. I think they just do a broad brush with all the political stuff and we just get thrown into it, honestly. Probably. And it's like, that's why I get worried about now. I try to really stay away from saying politicians names. I try to get away state like from the big ones. I try mm. to stay away from saying like full on House of Reps. I'll just say the House now. Like all these stupid little small things that we have to do. I don't
2: know. Oh no, I have a I have at least a list of 15 words that I won't say and if I I, I hear Miggy saying
1: I'm like, "Come on, man. Don't say that." <laughs> Yeah. We still get ding no matter right. what we do. We can do a whole thing of just talking about like but one you, law.
2: That's we're gonna start every <laughs> episode with like we just are here to help people change the world and connect for the better because those are probably like on another list of like these are approved Jesus. things that we. We're can trying share to be happy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: Did you guys see the uh, the 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 video of the guy in Ukraine in the bus? Is all like four twenty. No, I oh. didn't. Check this out, guys. Just I mean, like I'm saying, like it, this plant. In a time of war, can make you just feel so good and positive. And, uh this is fucking great. you guys hear it? Taken out on. Yeah. Let's just take a quick look inside before. Just to get a quick.
3: Does anyone speak English here? Yeah. Hi. How, what was it like in there? Where you, you just come from, erfen or somewhere else? We were on circle. Like, you know okay, in. don't worry. Okay, they're, they're very stressed. Tell me quickly, are you all right? I'm all right. And how, how many people are trapped I in there? legalized. 420. <laughs> American? Yeah, British. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These okay. are all right. 420.
2: <laughs> yes. That's oh, great. Um, that's great. Fucking get oh, Bob. Man. You're like, I'm going to smoke my weed. <laughs> Well, that's great, man. And I just wanted to thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. A lot of people already know how to get in touch with you, but you know, if you yeah. want to tell people, how to get in touch with you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want to go on Instagram, it's lmc.media, or you just go to my YouTube channel, lmc. Um, just lmc. If you just type lmc in the search bar, it'll pop up. Uh, I do cannabis documentaries, do the high design cannabis documentary series. Um, I also do the Trap Tree series. And I also do some uh, do some news here and there, and um, yeah. But I just want to say thank you guys for having me on again, and um, you know, you guys are my uh, you know cannabis buddies that I've known now for a couple of years. And uh, let's keep pushing. They want us to give up, but we're never giving up.
2: Well, like, again, this is a, this is marketing for my online uh, you know media that that goes. And people, I I have hundreds of calls that that people. To, They call the email hundreds of leads every month and we have to and sometimes like that's i need to like hire a paralegal that'll help me follow up on because it's just you're just you're you're dropping paper all over the place Mm -hmm. i tried to like you know launch new products and so like now i'm just going to go straight back to building a law firm because there's no easier way to become very wealthy than to build a law firm with the knowledge of how the internet works you can do it. It's and so like five more years and it's diversified because trying to get like one of these cannabis uh, licenses in my state, a little difficult. I, I don't yeah. think I can do it. I'm not social equity. Mm. Damn.
3: Absolutely.
2: Anyway, guys, uh, Thanks, thank you so much. Guys. Everybody tuned in, especially a shout out to the members. Tune in to more wonderful episodes of cannabis legalization nudes in the future. Later. nice of him to stop by for a bit
1: yeah good talk oh hey, look, here he is he's popping back
2: <laughs> no, well, he thanks y'all, y'all. Yep. Hey.
1: good shit